All right, what's going on tonight, boss? Hello, and welcome to Shelly Carney, live stream coach. Tonight, we'll be talking about why online entrepreneurs should start blogging. Do you blog? I do blog. Uh, I don't. I Yes, I do blog. <laughs> if you don't but know, I, but maybe I cheat. You it's you like I, I blog good. like I ride an electric bicycle. It's kind of cheating the way that I do it. Oh, I see. Well, we'll get into that and more. Yeah, as we, usually, as we usually do. Yeah. But I'm going to promise not to try and talk over you if you promise not to try and talk over me. Deal. I, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of dead air <laughs> while we're avoiding talking over each other. Are you an encore entrepreneur, over age 50 and want to produce a live stream, podcast, and blog to expand your brand and business? Come experience live stream coaching with Shelly Carney and Toby Eunice. Every week you'll receive motivation, encouragement, and supportive tips and tools to design a creative media campaign that will attract an audience full of friends, leads, and new clients. Subscribe today and discover the steps to mastering technology content creation, and digital marketing that will bring you success, fun, and fulfillment as you expand your branded online presence. All right. So this week we've been talking about blogging. On Tuesday we talked about the technology involved in blogging, what sorts of apps you can use, where you can post, that sort of thing. Uh, last night we got into the history of blogging. We talked about Toby's blogging adventure from the late late 90s on up to today, some of the things that he wrote about, uh, the evolution of blogging as a medium, and how blogging is still very vital today. So tonight we're going to focus more on the online entrepreneur and why it's a good idea for them to use blogging in their content marketing strategy. You know what? I'm going to just let you decide when you're changing over so that we don't have to give each other that look. I believe blogging is an effective tool, an effective tool. I'm going to say it all again. I believe blogging is an effective tool to gain online visibility and establish credibility as an authority in your field. So it does a lot for you. Isn't it funny still how writing, uh, how writing still has a meaningful place, uh, a, a, a meaningful place in establishing a person's credibility, whether you're, whether you're writing white papers, case studies, or uh, marketing thing or books, you know, mm -hmm. it really does help you. And no matter how many shows you've been on shows come after the writing, right? After you have the book, then they invite you on the shows to talk about it. So writing has a place in this world. That's right. Uh, I know a lot of event planners and bookers for speakers, uh, they, they look first and foremost at those who already have published a book. Mm -hmm. And that's, that doesn't have to be published by a publishing company. It could be mm -hmm. self-published, mm -hmm. but it just shows that you are enough of an authority and an expert on your topic that you can put together enough information to write a book. Oh, yeah, so, I agree with you. Yeah. And you have to be over there to do it. 
I know it looks like you should switched. be. Is it this one or this one? Uh, the next one to the there this you go. One. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I hadn't noticed you had done that. <laughs> Give her a mouse and she goes crazy. <laughs> I'm Shelly Carney. I'm a podcasting and live streaming host, a coach, consultant, entrepreneur, personal development expert, interviewer, podcaster, author, presenter, introvert, and a nine on the Enneagram. And I prefer writing over speaking. I like to get my thoughts together. Uh, before I speak them out. That's the reason I make slides instead of just coming out here and winging it on Thursday nights. And I I like blogging. I, I enjoy it. it. It Writing comes more naturally to me than speaking in front of an audience or even to a camera. And I think that may be one of the things about each of us that makes us such a good team. Mm -hmm. You like the writing. I like the speaking. Um, and I like more than anything, the extemporaneous speaking. So it means I'm always, always ready to contribute, to support, or to be holed up, as I say, my end of the conversation. So, but when she doesn't just write, she writes well, and I think that's really important. Well, thank you. So we're asking ourselves the question, is blogging worth your time? And we're asking, how can you blog quickly and consistently? And we're asking, what results can you expect from blogging? So let's get into those three topics. Is blogging worth your time? Yes, I think it is. It is a, you know, if you look at a stool that's got three legs, each leg is important, and we have video, audio, and text, or, you know, live stream, podcast, and blog. And those three things are equally important, and they support each other. And that's how I look at it. 77% of internet users regularly read blog posts. That's a lot. That's a lot of people reading blogs. 60% of people purchase a product after originally reading a blog post about it. Again, that's a lot of people. And having a blog increases your chances of ranking higher in search by 434%. Wouldn't you like to be on the first page when your potential clients are searching for information that you can provide? So it strikes me that you are targeting this presentation to the Encore Entrepreneur, which mm -hmm. is our target market, and you're suggesting blogging in the context of improving their visibility, to some extent their visibility, but to a greater extent their credibility and their ability to say words that come out of their mouths correctly. <laughs> but I do want to point out, having done it, as an avocation before it was meaningful to me as, uh, as a, a marketing tool. Uh, if you are a, like Shelley, a natural writer, if you are someone who likes storytelling, if you're someone who, who feels like they need to document their experiences and leave it behind for their legacy, uh, I had a very good friend who, did, who had five children and his reason for blogging was to make sure that when he was no longer here, that his children would have a record that they could go back to and see what kind of life their dad lived. 
And I thought that was a very noble reason. Uh, when I started blogging, I was blogging as a mechanism for two things. Number one was storytelling. And number two was practicing my writing. Um, I learned to write, um, uh, what do they call it? That the, the manuscript style, the conversational style of text, you know, uh, prose. Uh, prose, but prose that, that, uh, uh, imagines a conversation. So, uh, so I, that's how I learned to do that. I learned how to write that. And you saw a lot of the results in the book that Shelley and I wrote, uh, a gypsy's kiss, uh, because I learned how to write the conversation. I taught myself to do that. Um, and eventually it gave us what we needed to be able to write scripts because we have a, an award-winning script between the two of us, you know? Uh, so there's, there's other reasons than uh, using it as a marketing tool. When we're talking to you about what we do and what we suggest that you do, it is in the perspective of blogging as a marketing tool. But I also want you to know that it's also a writer development tool and it's a personal tool for storytelling uh, or for maintaining a legacy. It's like an online diary. Now I know diaries are supposed to be pretty personal because once you put it online, then everybody in the world has access to it. Uh, but you can certainly write an informative blog post directed to your target audience and include personal stories in that. Uh, you know, like I do, you know, I'll pull out, here's, you know, here's a topic that I'm writing about, uh, being embarrassed or feeling embarrassed and getting past obstacles, like being embarrassed. And I can pull a story out from my past of being embarrassed and how I got over it. And these stories that fill up our lives could be just moments, right? They don't have to be an entire saga of 10 years. They could be, you know, a 10 minute uh, event in your life that you could write a story about and put it within your blog to help people to relate to you as a human. Uh, and that's a very important point that Shelley makes that even in marketing, storytelling is important. If you ever get a chance, and I've recommended this before and, and sometimes to other people, if you ever get a chance, watch the Modelo beer commercials on TV because they are a classic example of marketing via personal storytelling. Uh, and they do it really, really well. Of course, they have the best shooters in the world. And so when they make that uh, video, uh, they're doing it with some of the, the the best people on their crew. But the storytelling, whoever is in their uh, advertising agency that does the copywriting in order to tell that story, they do a great job. Uh, and that's how your marketing should be, especially if you're an encore individual, encore entrepreneur. It should be about you and your ability to tell the stories of what got you to where you are today. So how important is it to blog consistently? Well, once you publish 21 to 54 blog posts, your traffic can increase by as much as 30%. Now, these statistics are recent. And um, maybe, maybe back when blogs were a little more rare, it would have been fewer blog posts uh, were required. But some people publish daily, some weekly. So if you publish more often, you're going to get to this point, of course, more quickly. So if you can post a, two or three times a week, you're going to increase your traffic that much more quickly. 
Internet users in the, U in the U.S. spend three times more time on blogs than they do on email. So let that inform your marketing efforts, right? If you are sending, an, sending out a lot of emails and telling your story in that way, maybe it would behoove you to move the story, the storytelling into a blog and then in your emails, just direct your email list to that blog. And that will increase your, your traffic because they'll spend more time looking at your blog than they would at your email. Only 38% of bloggers are updating older articles, but 34% of bloggers say that updating content produces strong results. So if you've been writing blogs for years, uh, go back, take a look at them, see if they need updating, put a new date on, on the title, say for 2021, because it's been updated and, and you checked all that information and made sure it was still fresh. So the two most important times to me in terms of blogging was the period between the late 90s and 2000 and probably nine. Uh, that, that there's 10, 1999 to 2009 where I was personally blogging. But starting in 2000 and I want to say 13, I started blogging. I didn't change the name of my blog. I changed the topic. So I started blogging about the Forest Fen treasure hunt. That blog was active for um, three, four, four years, four and a half years before we started our Gypsy's Kiss YouTube channel. But by that time, my credibility in that field, I'm not going to call it a market, although it has the potential to be, was established. And I think part of that was uh, impacted how quickly our YouTube channel uh became viable and become became monetizable because all that content was out there. And, and I didn't have a particular schedule. I'd think of something, I'd read something, and I'd have an opinion on it, and I'd write a blog post on it, and I'd always have a picture. And then every once in a while, I'd have a video, not like a live stream, but a video that substantiated what I was talking about. And like I said, by the time I had, I don't know, several thousand followers, I had other blogs that referred to the work that I was doing. I had lots of commenters. And that's why I think when Shelly got the idea, let's start a YouTube channel on the Forest Fen treasure hunt, um, I already had that credibility. And Shelly gained her credibility pretty quickly on the uh, YouTube channel. So it does have the ability to do that. You don't have to do it once a day. You don't have to do it once a week. Um, but you can do it as often as several times a day. There's journalists who I know post to their blogs several times a day. Mm -hmm. And if you're, if you're not certain about whether or not this works for you, get yourself a Twitter account. Uh, and the reason I recommend that is Twitter tests your ability to tell a short, good story quickly, because I think you're limited to 240 characters. I haven't been back there for a while. Uh, but it's a good way to test your ability to write and write consistently and write stuff that gets response because you can add hashtags to it. And once you add hashtags to it, people start seeing it that you might not expect and commenting on it. So it's a good way to get a start. And as we said in uh, Tuesday's show, there's lots of tools out there that uh, you can start blogging basically by signing up and uh, you can establish a blog uh, for yourself. So lots of opportunity to do that. So how much time does it take to write a blog? The average blog post takes 
three and a half hours to write. Bloggers who write articles of 2,000 and more words are far more likely to have strong results. And that's because the more words, the more variety of words, the stronger your SEO. Uh, people who type in something that's somehow related to what you wrote in all of those words are more likely to find your blog than if you wrote a very specific short blog and they didn't type words that that were uh, included in your blog. So lots of words is very helpful. Uh, how long that takes but you. But not a word salad. Not a word salad. Not a wall of text. Mm -hmm. It's going to have to have beginning, a middle, and end. Right. It's going to have to have some organization to it so that people can say oh this and then this and then this and that makes sense you know and have it make sense in their mind uh, and that that's why it takes three and a half hours to organize the 2,000 words and edit you you also not only have to research it organize it and write it you have to do some editing so it's probably included in there as well that's right blog posts that feature an image every 75 to 100 words get two times more shares. So if uh, that's going to take a little extra time as well, finding the image, posting the image, labeling the image, uh, that's going to take some extra time, but it pays off. And remember each one of these blog posts, uh, as we recommended, I think it was on Tuesday night, uh, has a title, uh, description and tags that it's going to ask for, even even when you write into WordPress or any of the blogs, uh, blog applications, they will ask you, what's the title of this post? What's the basic description? And how do you want it tagged? Those, then, and again, that's not the same as hashtags. But, uh, and, and I'll give you another example. I made sure that my title had the words Forest Fen or Forest Fen's treasure, irrespective of what I was talking about. So if I was talking about a visit, say, to Rio de los Pinos, I would say searching for the forest fan treasure in the Rio de los Pinos. And the description included those keywords, and then the tags also included those keywords. So as you're developing your post, remember that eventually you're going to have a title, a description, and tags that go along with it. And the more often you use those words, those combinations of words, not only in the title, description, and tags, but in your blog post, the more likely it is it's going to be categorized you know, identified by the spiders and categorized in a certain area, giving you more credibility as far as the uh, search engines are concerned. How can you blog quickly and consistently? On average, long form content generates eight times more page views, three times more social media shares and nine times more leads than short form content. Now, people will say they like to read short form. They like quick, easy uh, title and a few, you know, paragraph or two, and that's all they want to read. But when it gets down to it, and for instance, when I'm researching a presentation, I look at a lot of blog posts, right? And the ones that have the most information or the most statistical information uh, in their nature, those are the ones I like to use the most. And then I like to back it up by looking at uh, several blogs of the same topic because they repeat that same information. Then I know, okay, they're all using this information. They all got it from the same place. This is a good statistic because it, 
that's being repeated by several authorities in that field. Um, so sharing it, looking at it for research, people want long form for that. 38% of bloggers say one of their biggest challenges is creating quality content consistently, right? And not only quality content, but something original, because it's easy to go out and look at, as I said, 10 different blogs, and then write your own blog on that same topic using the information you got from those 10 blogs. It's very derivative, and uh, it's not going to help you to stand out to do that. You want to have original content, original thought. So although you may take that same statistic and use it in your article, you may want to give a different look to it. You may want to take a different angle on it. You may want to try the opposite point of view and see if you can make that work and just be different. Uh, but you have to believe it as well. So be original. 84% of companies have a content marketing strategy, and that's how they stay consistent and true to their mission, right? And that's what you want to do. You want to have a mission statement for yourself and your business and stay true to that with everything that you put out content-wise. And a content marketing strategy is not strategically independent of your product marketing strategy. So depending on what your product is, uh, uh, dis helps you decide what your content that's produced as a result of uh, that product. And again, I'll use the Modelo example. Their product is uh, uh, these beers, and they have different variations of the beer. That's their product. Their content marketing strategy based upon that product is to make sure they get uh, what I call um, memeable videos, right? You want videos that are not only on television. If I were to go to YouTube, I'd find the Modelo uh, brand there, bring up those videos. And if there was one that I liked or I knew the person who it was, they were talking about, I noticed that recently uh, their, um, their videos uh, are related to athletes that are going to the Olympics and the struggles. Uh, that they went through to get there. And they turn that into a story and the whole time their, their product is beer. Uh, so the content marketing strategy is directly related to your product marketing strategy. You just use content as a way of developing your product in your market in a way that's far more subtle than so saying, here's my beer, it tastes good, buy it, <laughs> right? Because that's basically, if you look at old advertising, that's what it was. Yeah. So how does live streaming video help me blog, right? You're one probably wondering, why are you talking about blogging? Aren't you a live stream coach? <laughs> well, I'm going to share with you my blogging strategy and how I write a blog and how live streaming video relates to that. Number one, Choose a topic related to your industry or niche. For instance, uh, I teach live streaming and leveraging your content. How to start a blog or why you should start a blog is a topic related to that. Number two, create an outline with slides. As you can see, that's what I do. Every week, I create my outline for my presentation 
using slides. That's a quick method for me. I've used it for years. It works well. Uh, I prefer it. And when I go and look for images that express what I'm thinking, that helps me to form the words as well. Next, schedule and present the slides in a conversation mode. So here's what that does for me. And here's where the live streaming comes in, right? I promise myself, Toby, and our audience that I will be here on Thursday at 7 p.m. every week, unless I'm on a vacation or something. But other than that, I'm here. I'm doing the show. I have to come up with a presentation. I have to come up with a topic. I have to come up with content. I have to create slides. It pushes me to do that. Now, it's my choice to do that, but because I've scheduled it and I've promised it, it makes me do it accountable, right? I'm now accountable. I'm responsible for this uh, because I said I was going to do it and I want to stay in integrity, so I'm going to do it. So it's scheduled. And you're relying upon it, you're relying upon it, and I'm relying upon it, so it gets done. And when it gets done, I know that I will have consistent content. Every week, I will have the live stream, and then I will have the audio and the blog to support it. So that's how live streaming supports my blog through my content strategy. I should point out that not only does she plan for this program, but uh, I don't want to say I hold her responsible. We, she's responsible for producing the weekly theme. This week's theme was blogging and the uh, topics for each of the three shows that we do. And I found that that was a great model for her because she always had the ideas anyway. And it gives me once on Monday or whenever she sends them to me, I can start working towards that model and be consistent with our other programming and how I'm contributing. And so it's, it's very helpful that she does that. She's very good at it. another thing she's very good at. She's good at everything. So that's the first three things. And then the fourth thing, tomorrow I'm going to write my blog post using the slides that you see today has an outline and I will include ideas that we generated during this presentation. So whether it came from Toby or me or a combination of that, or when I sit down and I start writing something new comes to me, then that's what I'll put into the blog on Friday. And that's how I write my blog. Now, if you are not a person who likes to write, there's another option. Transcribe the recorded presentation and edit it into a blog post. We use Descript for transcription. Uh, you can also use Temi. There's several others out there, but I believe Temi is probably one of the lower cost ones if you're just doing a couple a month. Um, Descript, if you're using it two or three times a week, definitely go with that. It's going to save you money. And uh, transcribe your uh, your your talk, your presentation, your conversation, 
And then you can either just pull the meat out of the conversation, copy and paste it into something that's formatted like a blog, or just put up the transcript. It's your choice. If it wasn't for that methodology, there wouldn't be Toby Eunice writing stuff. I don't have the patience for it uh, as I've gotten older. Uh, but this gives me the ability, like Shelly said, to have a conversation, um, even it's if it's with uh, someone else. And I can take that conversation, give it to Descript, they'll transcribe it, and then I have to edit it. Now, when I get to editing, that's a, I can argue over that. But if I really want something in written form, this is the way to do that. And, and what's great about it is uh, every one of us has the ability to produce content in this way about a topic that we're interested in, even if we don't do it ourselves, even if what we do, let, let's use uh, my, my microscopy as an example, right? So one of my avocations, if all I did was take the other people that I, that I read and watch uh, on YouTube or see their Instagram posts and once a week contacted them and asked them to be a guest on this show and we had a half hour conversation, that would not only generate a good-sized blog post, that would generate a, uh, a chapter in a book. And all it is, uh, all that chapter will be, is a transcript of the conversation that I had with this individual. And you can do it. I know a person who, uh, I said, uh, had, writes books on quilting. And the quilting book is her advice based on conversations that we, she had with other quilters. So you can do it on any topic, whatever your interest is. And as long as there are other people interested in that topic, you can get them on, whether it's a live stream or not, get them on Zoom, record the conversation, transcribe that, and then make that a blog post. And honestly, because you're allowing them to tell their story, and you're doing it in a conversational way in that blog post, your readers, I can assure you, your readers who have an interest in that topic will love it. And make sure you watch our video on how to do an interview. All right. If uh, you're Did you editing... just do a switch back and forth? Oh, yeah. Look at you, TD. Well, I finally got the mouse. You know, it's like having the TV remote. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be amazed at what good movies I find. <laughs> so this is a helpful editing app, Grammarly. Now you can incorporate it into Microsoft Office, Windows, Chrome, on your phone, on your iPad. Uh, it will help you. There's a free level and a paid level. I use the free level and it's plenty for me. Uh, it helps you to find those things that you may have missed. Like, for instance, if you have the same word twice, now, when we talk in conversation, you start to say something and then you end up saying the same word twice because you're thinking. We don't notice that very much when we're in a conversation with somebody. But when you're reading it, it's there and your eyes skip over it, right? Because your brain's like, oh, yeah, people talk that way and your eyes just skip over it. But Grammarly will help you to find things like that and help you. Uh, ask you, do you want this in there? You know, maybe you want a comma here. This is this a word? <laughs> you know, it really helps you uh, shorten the editing time because it'll underline and point out things that 
are not grammatically correct. And you get so accustomed to be it being there and checking on you because it works with every application that's on your computer. So if I'm writing a, uh, a Word document on my desktop, it Grammarly sees that and starts helping me, although Word has a pretty good one. If I have a, uh, a doc uh, on my um, drive. Gmail Drive, it helps me with that. Uh, and you, exp you, you know, you get used to it being there, making those tiny little corrections that you may not even notice, and maybe your readers wouldn't even notice. But Grammarly makes sure that it's correct, and uh, and it makes it valuable and important that you do it that way. I found out the only thing it doesn't work with is Instagram for some reason. It works with your Facebook posts, your Twitter posts. Well, maybe your, if you had it on your phone. I tried it. it. Still, oh, still doesn't do it. Tried it. Doesn't do it. I have it on Chrome on because I do most of my Instagram posts on the uh, Chromebook mm -hmm. and it's on there and it just doesn't, mm -hmm. Instagram doesn't let it in. So I have, mm -hmm. you have to be real cautious with your Instagram posts because I have made mistakes on my Instagram posts without, you know, mm -hmm. realizing it. So, but uh, Shelly's suggestion for you to take a look at that, uh, get it installed because it helps yeah. you with not only with grammar, spelling and, uh, and uh, construct, um, you know, words that should and be there's dashed. other ones out there. Pro writing aid is another one, uh -huh. but um, I suggest you find one and stick with it. Cause when you have two or more of them going on, it gets to be too much yeah. and, they, and they get confusing. So. And it's better than having to, to look through the Chicago book of style every time you need oh, yeah. to know something. Definitely. What results can you expect from blogging? So Let's take, so, take a look at some more statistics. By prioritizing business blogging, marketing ROI can be increased by 13x, 13 times. ROI. Re, re, re. Return on investment. <laughs> Return on investment. That's uh, saying I have a pro. It's like that. microscopy, even though it's one of my hobbies. I have Return a, on investment. Return on investment. ROI. So whatever you invest time-wise into blogging about your business or doing content marketing. We'll come back to you 13 times. Business Businesses that blog have 126% higher lead growth than those that don't. It, it's that important. Blogging leads to 55% more website visitors when you have a blog on your website. Uh, not everybody has a blog on their website and not everybody's blog is a website. So, uh, but there's no reason you can't have both. Producing content costs 62% less than traditional marketing formats, but generates three times the leads. So creating these blogs, videos, uh, podcasts, all of this content that you pr produce from your brain is basically free content because it's there in your mind. All you have to do is get it out. And you can then generate three times the lead leads that you could from just creating ads or having somebody create ads for you. Well, one of the things that marketing agencies discovered real, real quickly is the value of digital marketing. Uh, the reason it's it, it's sixty two it costs sixty two percent less is that you're not 
printing paper or you're not printing ads that go on paper. That's why there's no, not a lot of magazines left, uh, but it's because it's digital and you're going into a digital world. Um, half the people in the world have cellular telephones, three billion and a half, three and a half billion cellular telephones. It's not quite half, but darn close. Uh, and that's how you're communicating with the, your market uh, primarily. Yes, they have other options like their desktops, their laptops, and whatever they're seeing, watching on uh, once they, um, they uh, cut the cable. Uh, but the simple fact of the matter is the you you have to be involved in digital. If, you, if you're looking at alternatives to digital marketing, you're going to find out that there's no way to distribute that into the market. The, the social media market is there for a reason. You have to be able to do this. Otherwise, they just don't see you. It's funny. Every week uh, in my mailbox, I get a stack, a, a, a booklet with a stack of advertisements that uh, I don't, I don't look at. I don't, I don't use those coupons or whatever they are. And it's, and it's nothing that's, it goes everything from new carpet to groceries. But the simple fact of the matter is uh, I expect that the two grocery uh, uh, companies that are Walmart and Albertsons, they know my email address. And if they want me to know about something, or if they have a coupon for me, they send it to, they either email it to me or text it to me. The likelihood of me opening up one of those papers, clipping a coupon, and going down to the store without having it in on my phone is uh, slim to none. That, that's and I'm an old guy, right? Well, you'd think I'd be an old-fashioned guy, but uh, that's just the nature of this marketing beast. So you have to consider this digital marketing into a digitally aware society. So where? Should you post your blog? Let's talk about some options here. WordPress now controls 36% of all websites on the internet. 77 million new comments are posted on WordPress blogs each month. Tumblr stats. Tumblr has 527 million blog accounts. Blogger or Blogspot powers 617,000 blogs. More people are going to view your blog on Chrome than any other browser, 64%. So make sure that wherever you post your blog, it works with Chrome. And if you remember our, again, Tuesday show, we showed you examples of our WordPress blog, uh, the, Word, uh, the Tumblr blog that we developed for uh, COVID conversations. And I don't know, we showed you an example of Blogger, but it is, uh, yeah, Blogger is the, uh, or Blogspot is the Google owned version of a blog. Uh, and all of them are free. Uh, WordPress, you can get the more advanced versions, but the others are free. Uh, and uh, they're very easy to use, uh, especially Tumblr, for example. Real easy to set up a blog. Uh, so here are some comparisons. Wix, which is a website builder, and you can start off free with Wix. They will put their branding on your website, but it is still free, and it still offers you some SEO. Wix is best for beginners building a professional blog, and you can always upgrade it uh, as you go, you know, if you want to spend money on a domain and spend money on upgrading to a professional level website, you can do that. There's WordPress with Bluehost, 
and that's best for highly scalable and customizable blogs. So if you are getting into blogging to make money from blogging, that may be your best bet. If you are getting into blogging just to be seen, you may not have to go that route. Squarespace has um, a blogging uh, website blogging option that is best for photographers, artists, and designers, because that's who hangs out there. Medium is best for creating a loyal community of readers. And LinkedIn is best for networking with thought leaders and influencers. And the people who are going to see it are mostly going to be the people who follow you. That's why it's suggested that if you have a business, your own business, or you are partners like I am with Toby, we have a business page on LinkedIn. There's no extra cost to build that. And that's where I post our blogs now. And they send that out more than uh, they do even a personal when I when I would put it as an article on my personal or a page. video. Uh, well, things that are on a business page, they promote more. You're going to get SEO with a with an article, you're, you know, and with a video, they are going to put that out more too. Mm -hmm. If you have a business page, people can follow your business page. It's a lot like um, Facebook. Facebook for business people. Yeah, back long ago, back when pages used it's to like have Facebook, but more not so smarmy. I'm sorry, you know. I will talk over you. Say yeah. that again. I said, you know how Facebook used to be when you had a business page, you had a reach. Uh -huh. LinkedIn now gives you that reach that Facebook used to offer you with a business page. Uh -huh. So I would recommend that you not only have a profile on LinkedIn, but that you have a business page if you have a business uh, and it's easy enough to build and then put your blog there and then promote it twice promote it with your business page and promote it with your profile page um a couple of things about uh, wordpress with bluehost there's actually two ways you can get into wordpress one is you use the wordpress servers right you can just uh take one of their themes or upload a theme um, and everything runs on their servers and i think they do the amazon s3 servers another way to do it and it's perfectly reasonable, is you can get an account on Bluehost or any other service provider like GoDaddy or Domains Price Right, where you can get your own server and you can download WordPress onto that server. And uh, you actually, Bluehost and GoDaddy and all of them have the ability to do that so it's on your server. The reason you would do that is because blogging will have become your primary mechanism for content marketing in your business. Not only content marketing, but content sales. So if you go, to, uh, for example, to Squarespace, the reason uh, that a lot of photographers, artists, and designers go on there uh, is because Squ Squarespace actually offers a the ability to sell your products on Squarespace, and they handle the transactions. You can do that on WordPress, but you do it with, um, what do you call them? Um, external pieces that you bring in plugins plugins right so they have a plugin for credit card uh taking uh, accepting credit cards or accepting paypal things like that but uh, you do that you take that option of installing wordpress on one of your servers which really you don't own it's on a bluehost or godaddy or domains price, price servers or amazon or pardon me amazon 
You can do it on Amazon, but that's where WordPress has its, uh, that's where if you just, like you have, mm -hmm. where you have a WordPress blog, mm -hmm. that's running on an Amazon server. Mm -hmm. the, the But you don't have any control over that server, right? You can't, do, you can't, uh, when it comes to that, the content management part, not the content marketing part, CMS, uh, then it's, that's when you want it on your own server. But that's a, that's a very committed stage in your, uh, right. evolution. That's the difference between WordPress.org and WordPress.com. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, what I use and I recommend for beginners uh, at, at blogging, and those who are mostly interested in just being seen, uh, gaining visibility and credibility for their business rather than making money from blogging, um, I recommend WordPress.com which easily connects with my Anchor FM, which is my podcast distribution. Apparently there's a storm coming. Oh, no, it's an Amber Alert. All right. Uh, WordPress.com. And then I also use LinkedIn, especially on your business page, as I said, uh, and people who follow you or follow your hashtags or... Uh, they'll come across you if, you know, that keyword comes up for them. They'll come across you. I've, I've been getting some traction with my uh, business page on LinkedIn with my uh, posts there. And Medium, you can import. This is nice about Medium. You can write the blog first in LinkedIn, get it all beautifully formatted, and then just import it into Medium. Medium lets you do that. Um I get a lot of traction with WordPress, people liking my stuff, people following my blog, uh, and on LinkedIn, I'm getting some interaction, but more on the posts than the blogs. And uh, Medium is just something I'm working on to, to grow, to see how it goes. So the most important thing, though, is to use the blog platform that best fits your niche or ideal client. So if you're a B2B, you definitely want to be on LinkedIn. If you're looking to write some fiction type stuff, uh, you want to be on Medium. If uh, you are just supporting your podcast, WordPress. WordPress. But use as many as you have time to use. Because the more you get out there, the more likely it is you'll be seen. So my uh, my choices, although I'm I'm I think this is uh, Shelley's show, and I think she can make the recommendations. If I had to do it, uh, I would go with uh, Blogger and Medium. Those are my two favorites. Blog, I'm sorry, not Blogger, Tumblr and Medium. Tumblr because it's really really easy and it's very amenable. It doesn't have a lot of formatting tools in the same way that the LinkedIn article feature does. Uh, but it has the stuff that I need to get. And that's why I used it for COVID conversations. It was easy to get stuff up. Well, I used to use Tumblr, but I never got any kind of uh, response from anybody on that. Here's what I found. Tumblr is like Instagram. Hashtags are really not. I used hashtags. You did? Oh, Interesting. Yes. Huh? Mm. And comments. Uh, if you go to the other Tumblr blogs, the related Tumblr blogs, and you make comments. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, I know what works for you works for you. You like what you're doing. Medium is cool because Medium was originally designed for journalists. Um, you know, so that journalists could put their work up there. Journalists and uh, writers of fiction, uh, storytellers, 
but it uh, it spread out and more and more people get there. What I what I'd suggest with Medium is go to Medium, make an account, and then get their daily email. Uh, and you can tell them what topics you're interested in. And you can see based on the articles that you get in your email every every day, uh, they don't have the full article. They have links to the article. Just check it out. See if it works uh, for what you're trying to accomplish and um, and uh, go that route. So, mm-hmm. but, you, you know, if we if we had like favorite social media tools, um, my what are your favorites? Social media tools? Yeah, your favorite social media things. I I like the things that people respond to me. And what I've gotten response on lately has been uh, those little short videos that I post on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. The little, the little boosted videos? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So LinkedIn and Facebook um, mm. posting. I like the Works short forms, Instagram and Tumblr, because I think I like hashtags. The most response I get is with the. Uh, and I do like to be able to schedule things on Facebook. But Instagram Instagram guys aren't readers. You you can't write. Although there's a couple that I follow that write really long ones, but mm. uh, Instagram is short, basically short form. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a video or an image, you know. Yeah, you kind of have to know that 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 platform and what's yeah. expected. There. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's take a look at this analytics. Um, what you, you can't grow what you can't measure. You can't grow what you don't measure. So take a look at your analytics occasionally, um, once a month. I'm not saying look at them every day, but once a month, take a look. Am I growing? Is this worthwhile? You know, I like I said, I get some response from Facebook and LinkedIn. You know, I at the end of the month, I can look at the analytics and see if it was worth, you know, worthwhile if I'm getting enough feedback uh, by these metrics that you could include are number of readers and subscribers, number of page views per post, number of conversions, number of backlinks. That means people read your blog, like it so much that they go and talk about it and they link, they put your link in their uh whatever they're using, their Facebook post or their blog, and number of referrals and overall traffic. So these are good things to keep in mind for your blog to inform you on how it's doing, if it's doing its job for you, if you need to tweak anything, you know, if you need to maybe uh, make make some analytical moves to improve your analytics. You're way ahead of me on that stuff. I'm going to, I'm not even, I don't even have well, anything to and add. And all of the blogging sites that we've mentioned have analytics right. available to you to use. So just check those out. <clears throat> post your blog on social media, of course. Once it's posted, uh, put the link, put a, put the, you know, put a little description. Here, I wrote this blog about such and such. What do you think? Here's the link. Send people to it. Uh, it's nice when people just show up at randomly, but that's some, not something you can rely upon. Wherever you have followers, let them know you're writing a blog. If you have an email list, let them know about your blog. Uh, send them snippets, you know, and then ask them to comment and let you know, what do you want to see more of? What did you think of this blog? You know, um, so put it on your Facebook profile, your page and your group. Put it in 
Twitter put a little summary and the link. Instagram is all about photos. So put a photo that represents your blog with the title that people can scan the title, see the photo, and then find the link so that they can go to it. Anywhere you have followers, make sure they know that you're writing a blog. So when it comes to this kind of self-promotion on your various social uh, media as platforms rather than assets, uh, the best thing, or, and I'll, I'll tell you, I'm not going to say the best thing because everybody does it differently. What I do is I copy the title, the description, again, because that's what's going to be required for your blog post, uh, the title, the description, and the tags, and then the link. And I put that in a quick Google, Google document, Google document, and I convert the tags to hashtags. So now it's title, description, link, hashtags. And that's what I post to each of my social media accounts. Speaking of social media accounts, this is our Facebook group. If it's something that interests you, if you feel like you are a part of our community or you want to feel more like a part of our community, you're over 50, you're an encore entrepreneur, or you want to be one, you want to learn to live stream, podcast, and blog all at the same time, please come join us in Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash leveraging your content. Another important thing to do in your blog is to include a call to action. You've taken uh, all your time and all this effort to, in order to connect and engage with people, make sure that you give them a way to reach back and engage with you. Uh, you can offer them a free download of something or a free training or send them to your uh, YouTube channel. You can send them to your podcast. And an ebook of the transcripts of all your previous conversations. Ask them to subscribe to your blog. There's a lots of things you can do in a call to action. Um, and if you send them to a lead magnet, they, and you can start to gather their names and email addresses. That way you have uh, an audience that you can reach out to in more than one way. And should that blog go away tomorrow, you still have that email list uh, you, so that you can connect in additional places such as email and other social media sites. Create an experience for your followers. So not only did they read your blog, they liked you. Then they saw that you had a YouTube channel. So they went and checked that out. And then they saw that you had a podcast. So they downloaded your podcast and listened to you while they're on a walk. Then they found out that you offer services or products and they want to buy from you. Increase your, their loyalty by blogging consistently and creating an experience for them. Stay top of mind by putting out more content every week. Um, I was going to add something to this, but I was listening to you so intently I forgot. Call to action. Oh, most of these platforms are designed so that even if they subscribe to your blog or to your YouTube channel, to your Twitter account, you don't get their email. They manage the, that's why they manage the relationship between you and your subscribers, because that's how they make money. 
so it's important at some point as you develop this relationship with your subscribers that you give them a, an opportunity to provide their email to you so that you can communicate in other ways than what the platform limits you, limits you to. So just keep that in mind. None of these platforms, Facebook, WordPress, YouTube, whatever it is, you get subscribers and they manage that relationship for you. You have no way using those platforms to reach out to your subscribers other than posting regularly. So get their email as soon as, as, soon as you can. That's right. And here's our lead magnet. Ta-da! This is <laughs> 27 amazing ideas. Uh, it's a free client attraction checklist. It's got 27 different ways 20 of them are free, seven of them are for paid uh, ways to attract clients and turn them into your customers. And that's at this link, agkmedia-cac2021.gr8.com. You will see that also in the description box of this video. And Did I make a subdomain for that? Did I not? I don't think so. Okay. But there's always it's in the description box underneath this video yeah so if you would like to attract clients with a social media storm of content here's what you can do we have a creative campaign producers training where you can learn to produce a creative campaign to attract clients through content marketing using live stream video podcasts and blogs and just go to agkmedia.studio and that free training is available for you there. Giving away stuff, huh? Pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Please do connect with us. Schedule a free consulting call to define your social media goals, assess your specific needs, and clarify your best options. And you can just go to agkmedia.studio, or you can also find more of our links at messagesandmethods.com, shellycarney.com, and tunis.com. That's all we have for today's presentation on why online entrepreneurs should start blogging. And I hope that that was helpful to you. If you have any questions or comments, please make sure you uh, write them on the video wherever you see it at, whether that's on Facebook or YouTube, and we will get back with you on that. Last words. Great presentation. Well, thank you. I think next week, I haven't exactly come up with a rock-solid topic yet, but Tuesday, 4 o'clock, we will be having, sponsoring a clubhouse club room. We have our own club called Rewiring Not Inst Retiring. Right, Rewiring Not Retiring. And we're going to be talking about blogging on that uh, platform as well on Tuesday at 4 p.m. If you do not yet belong to Clubhouse, but you would like to and you want to attend that, please let us know and we will send you a link that will get you right on in and no waiting in line to uh, be approved. To, right, to be approved by Clubhouse. Yeah, that's yeah, a good way. Um, and I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I, I think I think we have a hundred of those, right? We're limited yes. to 100. Yes. So we have 100 invitations to our Clubhouse group uh, our, our club room, clubhouse yes. room, mm -hmm. uh, that if you join us, you don't have to do get in, the, use the clubhouse waiting list. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, next week, I believe we're going to be talking something about uh, the myths of being retired 
and aging and that sort of thing. So I hope that's interesting to you and you'll join us for that. Well, I'm, I'm interested to see what uh, you say. So you've got the theme now. I'm interested to see what you do with each one of our shows. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hard to come up with technology to, related oh, to that, I think. I ran out of but, music. Uh, we'll figure it out, and we will be back for sure on Tuesday with the podcasting and live streaming channel. And again, at 4 o'clock, we'll be on Clubhouse. If you are um, wanting to be on our email list, make sure that you... Sign up for any of our ebooks. Yeah, a- go to messagesandmethods.com and... There's a place right there where you can sign up for our uh, newsletters and you'll get all the updates. Real quickly, 15 seconds. Tell them what we're going to do with this show now. What happens to this show? Oh, as soon as we go off the air, we're going to download the audio, send that up to Anchor to be distributed as a podcast. We also take the audio and uh, transcribe it for our other two shows but right. not for this show for this show i like to write my own blog post yeah. <laughs> so, and i'll do that tomorrow and then i'll post it everywhere creative uh, creative content marketing and uh, a uh, what do you call it storm uh, social media social storm media of storm of content that's right say bye-bye bye everybody thanks for being here we appreciate you Thank you for joining us for the AGK Media Studio podcast with Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. Please subscribe, leave a great review, and comment with questions or ideas for future shows. Share our podcast with your family and friends and discover how you can become a creative campaign producer at agkmedia.studio or join our Facebook group, Leveraging Your Content. Check the show notes for links and resources and please come back again next week.